Very good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining. Our style is that I'll speak for a few minutes on our designated topic and that we do record. And after that, we shut the recording and open it to conversation, interaction. And with the recording off, I really invite anyone unmute yourself at that point and feel free to share comments, observations, or questions. Tonight's session is dedicated Le'ili Nishmas Henya Bas Arya Leib Halevi, Mrs. Loretta Sadwin's mother. We thank you. I'd like to express our appreciation to our coordinators, Rachel and Ruchama. Very much appreciate all your efforts. And anybody who has questions can definitely direct that to them or enter it uh, as a personal message in the chat box to Rachel. Our topic tonight is when leaders fail, what to tell our children. And it's obviously a delicate one, heavy one, because we do have a very strong opinion on the topic. Um, we've seen devastating results in this case and in other unfortunate abuse cases. On the other hand, we're not looking to scare children. We're not looking to say more than we're supposed to, but we are looking to come down hard and clear to protect those that we can. And another interesting dimension here, although we're not the police force, but there is a need for solidarity with those who suffered or suffer, um, unfortunately, in its own way, this is not uncommon. Thank God it's not common either, but it's, it's scary. I've had my own number of instances when I had to give counsel to people who either they themselves were abused as children or their spouses were, and they needed to know how to proceed because the effects are long-term and devastating. We have the good fortune that we're talking a few days later after some of the information has already been shared and digested, so to speak. You will note if you're paying attention that the world, the Jewish world in particular, is going through a grieving process. And I'd like to take a more thoughtful approach. I don't think we need to spend our time on condemning. There's nothing on the table. It's, it's bad, it's wrong, it's devastating, it destroys lives, that's not our issue. I'll try to be a little bit more constructive and a little bit more thoughtful. The Jewish world went through the grieving process. One of the steps in the grieving process is denial. 
can't be. Just can't be. It's Lashon Hara who said, how do we know? And then the gravity set in. Many. I don't need to use exact numbers. I'm not the Besden. But many people came forward with remarkably same story, different angle, but same story. And it repeated itself so much that the Jewish world moved on some level from denial to grieving, to bargaining, all the steps that we're familiar with. There are people in the news arena, obviously, that are helpful. <laughs> and there are people in the news arena who are just taking advantage in their own level of foolishness in judging everyone and everyone and pointing fingers. And I think it's important for all of us to pay attention who's on our team and who's not on our team. What I mean by that is some principals may choose to communicate with their parent and student body in a way that we ourselves might have chosen a slightly different path. But if they are communicating with their parent and student body, and if they have moved beyond the denial and bargaining stages and are taking a firm stance that we have a problem on our hands and it's bigger than we ever thought, then they're on our team, even if they're not doing exactly what we would like them to do. And in those cases, there's room for dialogue. There's room to say, I think you need to take a stronger stance. I, need, I think you need to be more open. There are principles of Beis Yaakov's, for example, that were very uncomfortable using certain language. And while I'm not sure I agree with them, but I recognize that they're on our team. They're trying to grapple with this as best they can according to the particular culture that they're in. Some of the Beisiakos, you know, are not so casual with certain wording. Others are far more frank, and the words sexual abuse are clearly stated. The first step I believe, is to be in touch with what we're feeling. There's sadness, there's shock, there's betrayal, and perhaps most profound is the feeling that we, in particular in the firm world, have a culture that trusts. We trust, we really do. And that trust has been violated to the point that some people will say, <laughs> if a person 
with tens of books and most popular and a rabbi and a therapist and everything can't be trusted. As it turns out, then who can be trusted? And what I mean by that, an ultimate tragedy is to lose the ability to trust. Just as we find in psychology, a person can have a love violated and then have trouble loving forever, for life. And we don't want that to happen. There are trustworthy people in the world. There are lovable people in the world. Most people are. And we have to work our way through that. The first step in dialogue with children is definitely to first ask, what did you hear? Because for you to plunge in and not know what's hurting and what they know, what they don't know, is a bit foolhardy. We also don't want to set the tone in the conversation that we're preachy. This is not a time. It's a time to be sensitive, to hear, to help a child navigate the information in a way that's constructive, in a way that will enable them to put their best foot forward if they are feeling shattered, and will also make it a teaching moment. Every school, as I mentioned, handled this differently. There's one particular communication that I received from one of the schools that I'm on their mailing list, which I felt was very universal. They did it as an A, B, C, D. A is ask for help, B, bring a friend, C, check first. However that plays out, I don't know if everybody going into a therapy session with a person that their parents chose for them is going to check for, I'm not sure how that plays out. But the letter D, do tell. Do tell. Even if the person that is making you uncomfortable tells you not to tell, do tell. And this is complicated. I don't want to use statistics, but it does appear that the vast majority of cases of sexual abuse occur from people that the child is familiar with and has good reason to be trusting. As such, it has been wisely pointed out much of our literature in the from world, which just warns not to talk to strangers, is really falling short of our responsibility to our children 
in warning them that if something is intimated, if something is introduced, if something starts to catch it before it goes further, telling them not to talk to strangers doesn't really cut it. I remember hearing years ago a seminar on troubled youth in the from community. And this is 25 years ago. The comment from the therapist was that many of the troubled youth, again, not using statistics. I don't know that it's helpful to say whether it's 25%, 50% or 75%, but troubled youth had serious experiences of sexual abuse in one form or another, sometimes with a sibling, a teenage sibling that was exploring life, playing doctor. And it leaves scars. His recommendation, something you should consider, is that if anyone telling the child, if anyone touches you in the bathing suit area, that's considered inappropriate. In the world of frumkites, and even a person touching themselves in the private area, other than teaching a child to clean themselves, but other than that, touching yourself in a private area is not appropriate. It's not something to be preachy. It's just gently taught. These are boundaries. And this is something to be reported. This is something that take note. If it makes you uncomfortable, there's something to it. There's a concern. The famous question that hit the Jewish world is what about his books? I'll be firm, get rid of them with a little qualification. Our responsibility as a community is to get rid of the books. School libraries must remove them. We say it every Shabbos morning, Habocher b'neviim tovim. Hashem gives us guides in life. Used to be prophets, after the prophets, people who delve in Torah. People who are wise, they share with us their wisdom. And the promise that Hashem makes to us is that a Talmud Chacham, a sage, a Navi, is tocho kiboro, is all that he's cracked up to be. And not different inside and outside. Not with all kinds of garbage in the closet. 
our mentors are authentic. Abocher Benevian told them Hashem chose good prophets. He could have theoretically, God protect us, he could have sent us Bilam and told us, this is the mandate of Torah, listen to him. And we would have had to listen. But Hashem didn't do that to us. It's an absolute heartbreak. But that's what happened. That's where we stand. And one cannot learn Torah from someone under these circumstances. There could be on the private sector that there's a child who was bullied and gained a lot from these books and may want to hold on to them as a lifeline of their own. And what happens in the private sector is a private shaila to be asked of a rav, of a mentor. There's a grieving process. The child may need to live in the world of denial <laughs> because they're dealing with other issues. And uh, that's a private thing. But the public position, both because we don't learn Torah like that, and secondly, because of solidarity. Solidarity with people that were abused in this situation and solidarity with other people. There's such a terrible stigma to come forward and feel that you're going to be doubted. At this point, I'm hoping that the world is a little bit more developed, aware. We've always been careful, you know, what stops somebody from making up a story? Basically, what stops someone from making up a story is that we're not looking for people to make up stories and send them to, to their friends. And they come to responsible people. They come to therapists. They come to Rabbonim, to a Bezdin, who must take them seriously. And if the story is plausible, it must be investigated. Grappling with this is the responsibility of the entire Jewish community. I close my comments with the tefillah, the prayer, that Hashem should give us strength and clarity and should enable all those who are affected in this situation or in others unfortunately many, the strength to move forward, to recover, and to rebuild their lives.